there. This is Sylvester McCoy, and you are listening to the GBS podcast. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Welcome, welcome, everyone this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And Sean. And we're coming at you with another action-packed episode this week. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about my, I guess, ever-growing journey of introducing my girlfriend to Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do like these stories. I, I, like to, I like to know how that's going, so that's interesting. So we, you know, we've made it to the Matt Smith era, and you know we watched the Crash of the Byzantium episodes with Good River episode. Song, Weeping Angels Returned, which yeah. those are like her favorite villains now, and that's pretty much across the board with anybody who gets introduced into. It's what did she, was she was she hooked on Blink? I can't remember what you said about Blink for. Yeah, she like she loved Blink. She thought it was really really good. Though uh, I'm proud of her, her favorite episode is Water of Mars. That's a great episode. So yeah, good, it's a really good, good honor. One. Though I don't know, this week she might have had one top them all. So we watched Vincent and the Doctor, you know, which is oh. a fantastic episode. Yes. She cried. I bet she did. <laughs> That's a hard episode, man. Yeah, it was. It was interesting. Uh, she. She got emotional. She she welled up, which was, I I wanted to you know like comfort her, which I did, but in secretly I was thinking, yes, feel Finally. those feels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Welcome what I was to thinking. the Hoovers. Yeah. So so we're still trucking along. We decided to skip because I I cherry pick episodes. There's some that aren't like I I don't want her to lose complete interest. So I'll skip, skip some like the Vampires of Venice, if you remember oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, screw that one. So there are episodes she hasn't seen. Don't again, later. show it to her later. Right. The the point is is like if you if you get hooked eventually you'll watch any episode of Doctor Who. That and that tr- that's the that plan truth anyway. Fact. So before we go any further, I wanted to let you guys know that we're doing a little little contest to incentivize you, I guess, the fans. To tell us what you think about the show, so head on over to facebook.com slash gbspodcast. There you can leave a review about the show, and hopefully it's positive, right? Yeah, we hope. But if not, <laughs> I mean, all feedback is important. So. Right. So leave a, a review on the GBS Podcast Facebook page. Of all of the reviews that we get in the next week, so by the next time we record which will be a week from now, hopefully. 
If you leave a review on the page, I will personally select one at random. You know, I'll message you on Facebook, get your shipping information, and I'll send you a cool piece of Doctor Who memorabilia. But that's this week only. So one final time, head on over to facebook.com slash gbspodcast, leave a review, and that'll be the only way you can enter into this little contest. Yeah, so if you have never left a review before, you just choose the amount of stars you want to give, one to five, and then any comments you want to put on there. And we really would appreciate the comments, so please do that for us. So without further ado, let's get into this week's Jody comments. I'm not flirting, by the way. Absolutely. So yeah, a little bit different this week. We're going to start off with Jody comments. There's rhyme and reason. You know, we like to mix things up, you know, keep people on the toes. So, but uh, this week I'm actually surprised, man. We haven't done Jody comments on the YouTube video, on the reveal trailer in a while, I don't think. Um, right. It's been a couple weeks because we, you know, we did the fan ones from Chicago TARDIS. Mm-hmm. But there's actually some good ones on here. I'm actually really impressed. We well, got, that's good to hear. Yeah, the first one on here is she will make an excellent Time Lord with a smiley face. Um, and then, of course, you get into the, the stuff like still say they should have had him regenerate into Susan. Um, mm-hmm. 9K sexist Daleks disliked. Yeah, you got, but the thing is, will River be coming back? Or did her story end after the Husband's of River song and go on to the library where she met 10? Let's see here. Who thinks that the Doctor Who is going to lose views? You you brought up River Song. Do you think Do you think Alex Kingston makes a comeback? I mean, I think that would be great for maybe an episode because it's she's it's time travel. We don't know what doctors she has seen because obviously while she was with well if, Matt, if you she look, saw Peter. Well, yeah, and you also if you take Big Finish as canon, which I guess we do, then she's met the sixth doctor and the seventh doctor, and she's about to do an audio adventure with the fourth doctor. So, exactly. I mean, it's plausible. It could happen in that in the universe. It could happen. Would right. I love to see it? Absolutely. Do I think she it's going to happen? Up there, though, man. Maybe not. Like, you know, Alex Kingston isn't. I mean, she's been doing the show now for. Eight years, seven years, something like that. Yeah, and but she'll always be River Song, at least in She'll audio be the adventures. The most re- recurring like that. companion of them all, you know. Well, that's because of the way her character was written. She has that opportunity, potential to do so. Right, right, right. right. And her aging isn't a factor because she gave away all her regenerations. Yeah, but then, well, it do, it is a factor because the episode we saw her last, I guess. Though technically, the if you want to talk about the last time we see her consciousness, it was in that episode, uh, Name of the Doctor. Because mm-hmm. that was post the library. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. But they, we could they could spin that as a it's a it's an image that keeps her there, that looking that way though. I mean, it is. It's a digital imprint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know something. You know, I'm, I don't know. We're 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 trying to pull at something that might, it's probably not there, but <laughs> right. But a couple, a couple quick comments here. You got people that see, you know, like to be honest, I don't know why people are hating so much on the female doctor because I swear to God, like eighty percent of doctors are female. Heck, all my doctors that I had growing up and even now are female. Oh, <laughs> so, like a literal doctor. Yeah, literal doctor. This was interesting. This is actually from that, a female. Uh, wow, they are really funny. ruining this show. So that's interesting. Uh, ratings will plummet, lol, but these virtues sig- uh, signal, what is that, signalers? Virtuals, tend to operate. Virtue yeah. signaling. 
there you go. It tend to operate at a loss. What next? The first kid doctor. Some vulgar stuff. Some people talking about transgender. Now, one that I kind of wanted to really kind of focus on is this this one gentleman actually still got me. And actually, before I say that, this guy I like, I, I will watch the first episode, and if there is no SJW crap, I will watch the whole series. Now, I like it in the sense that at least maybe that person will give it a shot. Now, I don't think you should stop watching, you know, if there's any social justice mm -hmm. worker stuff in there. Who, I mean, who cares? People focus on, the, like, the weirdest things to me. Now, this, this is another good comment. We've actually had a lot of good comments this week. Uh, can't wait. The last guy was the best, in my opinion, but she looks like she's going to be a good one. This person uh, flips it over. Please regenerate her ha halfway through the season. Mm -hmm. How to ruin Doctor Who 101. So <laughs> it, it kind of goes back to the online is a lot more hate than it was when we were at Chicago Tours. Well, let's see, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was. Was it maybe Doctor Who dot UK or something? There was a, a, mm -hmm. a thing I saw is like fan polls, and I was talking about the they did a a poll back. In, before Peter was cast saying that you want the 12th doctor to be a woman and the it was 87% no a 13% yes so it was overwhelmingly no they did not want a female doctor according to this poll yeah so then we look now and there's a poll saying are you happy with Jody's casting and it was like 53% yes, 47% no. So it's, again, it's like, we've been saying that for a while. 50-50, 50-50 is what it feels like. Yeah, and I think it is. And I think, I personally think it'll go more in the positive direction after the Christmas, or not necessarily the Christmas special, but after the, the first episode. But, well, I mean, that, that, waits to, that, waits to be, yeah, that waits to be seen. Now, these next, these next three comments are the ones I'm going to end on, but they're all from the same person. Okay, and the last one is something that I really, I really have something to say about. And I'm surprised we never thought about it before, or if we did, I don't remember. But uh, this person goes, you know, of course we, you know, he's talking about the regenerations. I'm not really going to talk about that, how he got some new ones and all that sort of stuff. But the, this next one is this show is about 50 years old for him. Mm -hmm. The person here is talking about himself. Uh, he's like, whatever actor, the Doctor is still the Doctor. So that's a great comment. I agree. If you're a Doctor Who fan, the that's Doctor true. is the Doctor, no matter who you get. Now this next one is wait. Didn't we already see some male Time Lords turning into women Time Lords already? Yes, with the Master and Missy, of course. But someone that we that popped up during Matt Smith's era that I totally just forgot about was the the Corsair. Um, yeah. With yeah. the snake tattoo and how the Doctor talks right, about right, how right. When we didn't actually see female and that all that sort Time of stuff. Lord. Yeah. But we have to take if we take the Doctor's word for it that you know he was like yeah when she was a female man was she you know naughty and stuff like that you know type of thing then uh, that's pretty neat. So, I, And that's what bothers me, is that people don't mention these things, but yet they hate the cast. They, they, they talk crap about the casting now. Like, it just it doesn't make sense to me. If, if they're going off a of lore, the Doctor can turn into a female, because it, there's so many mentions of it in the entire thing. We even saw, <laughs> you know, the President turn into a female no, recently, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you no, no, not the president. You're talking oh, about that, the, uh, uh, the security guy. Yeah, the, what's his the, face? Rassilon or whatever. The Rassilon security guy. Yeah. Yeah, Rassilon. I can't remember that Time Lord's name, but um, That's yeah, was, he yeah. became he became a female. And then obviously we had the the moment with Missy and everything. 
Yeah, so, I mean, um, it so and we've talked about there, that so there's much. There's a lot of ways so. to look at this, and man, this has been our the topic. We we've we've delved so much into this. I know. So let's not spend too too much time on it, but yeah, because we've kind of said our piece about it. I just yeah. I think there's at the at the end of the day, there's a few different ways that you can look at it. You look at it from the show's, like you said, lore, what can happen in the show. There's really no dispute. There really is no there's no no point of logic that you can throw at me in terms of the Doctor Who universe itself to say that the Doctor has to be a man. Because there, there is nothing. There's nothing yeah. you can say. Of course. Uh, the, uh, in terms of, like, now we go back to the real world slash political side of it and when you look at that look at it that way i think that the intentions are pure in some ways and then methodical in other ways so like the pure essence of it is is absolutely i think there are people in charge of doctor who at bbc who said we should have a female because we've never had one before and it's time and mm. and kudos i agree that's there's nothing wrong with with that aspect of it but then with the whole you know releasing the new cast and everything and the 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 political charged nature of our whole life now like everything seems so so complex in its in its nature, I guess. It's, I, I, it's Every, yeah, everything even... gets picked apart. Picked apart, man. Anything that's anywhere gets picked apart for some weird freaking reason. And just, just people, to have it happen. People see it now as certain thing being attacked on their ideals. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, I guess the advice I can give to people who are on the fence. As we as we found through our personal research, is we found that Whovians don't care that they're just going to watch anyway. Yeah. Like even if they disagree with it in some aspects, they're going to watch anyway. And to those people, uh, kudos again, moi, blew you a kiss because I love you. <laughs> to right. the people on the fence and like who are just really questioning whether they want to watch the show or or not anymore. Separate. Separate the ideals that you hold from a TV show. That's all I can say, really, is, like, just remember what the intentions of these big studios are. At the end of the day, is to provide a, provide a viewing experience that caters to the biggest audience it can so that they can... And this is going to sound really cynical coming from a Doctor Who fan because I love it. But the truth is they're, like I said, they're marketing the biggest audience they can so that they can merchandise it the best they can so they can make the most money off of it. Yep. That's a, and, that, at the end of the day, that's, their, that's really their only goal. And the reason that they've gone down the path that they've gone down is because they think that this is the best way to do that. Yeah, and that's, that's perfectly fine. And like I said, I think we've talked about this enough. We, we don't want to beat a dead horse. You know, we don't want every episode to have everything. You know, just, we could talk about that for forever and, you know, constantly come up mm-hmm. with more things to say. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I think we, I think we got the point across. You know, if you like it, cool. If you don't, do your mm-hmm. thing. You can have your own thoughts and opinions on whatever you want to have your right. own thoughts and opinions on. Right. So. I, if I, just because someone disagrees with you or has a different opinion that you, you than you have uh, about anything, 
including this Jody thing, uh, just take it as a disagreement and just move on. Doesn't mean that they're bad people or you're a bad person. Or just let's all get along. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Agreed. Everybody, the end of that. Cuckoo, cuckoo. That's enough of Jody comments. Let's jump into this week's Doctor News. I've got some news for you, dudes. Yeah, actually, there is a good amount of stuff coming out, and I think it's due to the fact that we are getting closer to the Christmas special, so stuff's starting to come out. It's like Christmas, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting about that time. They're getting everybody ramped up, so information's coming but out, you know. Before, uh, <laughs> before you, because I know you're going to talk about some stuff yeah. around the Christmas special. You know, we've said for months now how we're like, we can't wait, we're antsy, we're ready to see the Christmas special. And that's still definitely true. But a new thought has popped into my head, which is, oh God, Peter's leaving. Which I know we've known that, but like, I don't think I'm ready. I don't, (laughs) like, Where have you been? I haven't been ready. (laughs) Like, I'm not, I'm not ready to see him go. Like, yeah, it, I think it's. It, I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be crazy, man, to see. I mean, we've gone. We've gone through multiple people leaving, but it's just. Yeah, I, Matt I don't know. Smith leaving the show was tough. Like it was really hard. The the it softened the blow for me in the sense that the day the day of the Doctor, the episode that came out, like you know, the month before, mm-hmm. was so epic, and it felt like just such. Such a celebration of doctor who that i was like you know what man matt really got his due like he really got he really did and the time of the doctor same thing it was a great episode and it felt you know it felt like a good ending to that character and i'm sure that they'll do that for the the 12th doctor in this but man am i i just i at at the the way i'm thinking right now i'm mentally not prepared to welcome welcome to the stage because i've been there and I'm kind of getting to the sense now I'm just excited to see the Christmas special. Yeah. But I, I, I was where you are, and I think it might be due to that Peter Capaldi was my favorite, so maybe it hit me a little bit sooner. Yeah. But, and well, Matt Smith was your favorite, so that right. probably hit you more than it did me. So I right. think this might be how it goes. It's another thing I, I feel like, and more so than any other actor who's played the Doctor in my mind, ex- maybe excluding Tom Baker. Every other actor that I can think of, once they're not in Doctor Who, I can separate them from Doctor Who. Like, I've watched that show, The Crown. Matt Smith's great in it. I don't see him as... I don't... I'm not thinking, that's the Doctor, that's the Doctor. Peter, man, is like... And this is going to sound silly. Is, to me, the most Doctory Doctor. Does that make any sense? Doctory of Doctors. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now I got you. Like, Like, he just feels like he's... The Doctor. Yeah, like it really feels like, I mean, he looks like what Doctor Who, he looks like Doctor Who, which is, again, I know that's such a silly thing to say, because you're like, uh, yeah, Jace, he, he's Doctor Who. He, he plays the Doctor, but all right, man. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but anyway, no, I get continue. you, I get you, yeah, I get Go you. Go with your Doctor news. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some good stuff out, uh, something I came across, I actually had a uh, had someone send it to me through uh, Facebook. Just one of the one of the one of the fans we met at Chicago Tardis because I, I hadn't hadn't had time to look up and see what's been going on here the past couple of days. I've had a lot going on with school, but they sent this to me. and I thought it was interesting, and I was like, you know what? That's actually really really neat because I would have 
never noticed that or spotted it. You know, so some people, you know, the internet picks these things apart and finds things that you and I do not have the ability to do. So, right. <laughs> um, but there's apparently a subtle callback to Stephen Moffat's very first Doctor Who story in the Christmas special. So in this year's Christmas special. Yeah. So, what's, what's interesting the, is it's not it's, it's not what a major is, plot spoiler. But yeah. if you go, you know, if you go into Twice Upon a Time completely fresh, you might be advised to look away if you don't want to, you know, hear any of this stuff. You just want to keep it to yourself. But okay, so it, it's time to like cast your mind back to like 2005. Okay, when Christopher Eccleston's Ninth Doctor was still in the TARDIS, you know, Billy Piper's yeah. Rose was there. They just make their acquaintance of the handsome American called Jack Harkness. You know, John well, Barman, the, an empty child, yep. right? Yep. So in the second episode of that two-part story, the Doctor dances. Fans were introduced to a new gadget, you know, the, the deadly sonic blaster. Remember the right. sonic blaster? Okay, it, it was a device with multiple uses and sharp contrast to the Doctor's slightly less versatile sonic screwdriver. You remember sonic the scene? Yeah, yeah, you remember the scene where they were back to back and he had a screwdriver? <laughs> you remember right. that? Right. But he said that the blaster was created in the factories of, of what is it, Villengard? Remember, there was a mm-hmm. planet known for creating deadly weapons, which Jack, you know, bemoaned the loss of because the Doctor implied that he was behind it going away. If you remember the the dialogue between it, the Doctor said the Sonic Blaster, 51st century weapon factories of Villengard. Jack was like, right. yes, you've been to the factories, question mark. Doctor, once. Well, they gone, they are gone now, destroyed. The main reactor went critical, vaporized the lot. Doctor said, like I said, once. There's a banana grove there now. I like bananas. Bananas are good. So moving on from that, <laughs> yeah, you, we can now reveal that the planet of Villengard is returning in this year's Doctor Who Christmas special, linking Moffat's very last Doctor Who hurrah with his yeah. first. So how exactly <laughs> the planet comes into play, what is the role in the story, and whether or not all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Be, it's pretty interesting, though. Um, that is interesting and very Moffat-esque. Like, of course he would do something like that. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that that I just, thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I... <laughs> he, he, of course, he would retro back, right? Yeah, that's that's Stephen Moffat for you, right there. Right, that is. Of course, of course, he would. Yeah, but moving on, uh, I'm sure y'all seen it. If not, we're gonna link a, we're link it to the Facebook page, and you know maybe the Omni Friends Radio page. But there's some great screenshots, about 20 screenshots from the Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time, out right now. You can check them on DoctorWhoNews.net. I'm sure Radio Times probably has them too, but like I said, we'll link them on the Facebook page. But it just kind of shows we're not going to go too much in depth for them because we kind of want to let y'all get your own interpretations. And we've talked about what we've seen so far, what we think of screenshots and all that sort of mess. But there's mm-hmm. some really good, interesting ones in there with uh, with Bill, the, both doctors, and yeah. just the, the the screenshots of both inside of both Tardises. So there's a there's some really good stuff you can see there. So I recommend if you haven't checked them out, check them out. You can yeah. kind of see what's going on there. Well, so the, the the obviously the listeners, this being audio, we can't show the pictures that we're talking mm-hmm. about. But uh, some of the pictures revealed a few things for us. First, being that we were talking about whether or not Bill would actually interact with the Twelfth Doctor, and we can now confirm that that's true. Again, if what what level of this interaction, we still don't know because I'm. We don't know how Bill is there. Is it is it Bill? Yeah. Like, is it Bill just Bill? Is it Bill still in, like, consciousness form, floating around, you know, doing things with the pilot? 
Is it, you know, is it a dream sequence? There's so much we still don't know. But yeah, we do know... Uh, you could be the she... enemy disguised. Who knows, man? Right. So it, again, it could be a, a litany of different things, so we, we don't know for sure, but we know that Bill and some... Okay, Pearl Mackey and Peter Capaldi interact with each other on screen. <laughs> we know that. There's, we know now we know. That we know that to be 100% true. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, we do. It's uh, in, and that's and we we we've been wondering how you know that's gonna how that's gonna work, and and now we right. know that she interacts with both doctors. You know, they both see her, but yeah, check out the photos. I'll, uh, you know, the, we we well, could beat that. We could beat those photos apart. You and I could have yeah, so yeah. much to say and about those photos. I don't want to do that too much because there there's a lot of yeah. them, and there there is one thing other thing I want to say about these pictures before we move on is sure. that we have the. Uh, the promo shots or the profile shots, I should say, of each yeah, the of the characters. We have, you know, the first Doctor, the twelfth Doctor, the Captain, um, and, and Bill. Bill. Look at that picture of the twelfth Doctor, Peter Capaldi. Um, what does that remind you of? Uh, a very handsome old man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he has a silver fox. Yeah. Uh, when I looked at that picture, I thought of the first picture we saw of the Twelfth Doctor in his costume. Remember the one with his fingers out, you know, doing the, the kind of the Third Doctor pose. And yeah. looking at that picture, I'm like, the put those two pictures side by side, and you can really see the, the the, the adventures, I guess, or the things that have happened to this version of the Doctor, and how much it's worn on him. Like, I mean, okay. not obviously yeah. we talk about Peter Capaldi's I see what you're, I see what you're hair, saying there. but they're almost standing in very, this very close to the same pose, and it's like you see that that's him at the end of his life, and then you you revert back, you see him at the beginning of his life. So those those two pictures you could put if you had a which trying to do a time like a visual timeline of the Doctor's life is damn near impossible but mm-hmm. put the promo picture from back in 2013 or 2014 of you know him in the quote-unquote magician's outfit boom yeah. right there that's that's him the beginning same take this picture of him you know this profile picture of him right before he regenerates boom on the end of his timeline and that's that you can just see all the stuff that's happened on this this doctor, the twelfth doctor's face, and the way he looks, you you could be like, man, he's been through some stuff. So I, I, that really struck me. That's interesting. That yeah, no, I, I can see that. Yeah, that's really good. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't analyze it that well because um, I wasn't gonna pick that. I was afraid if I looked at too many of these pictures more yeah, closely, that's a whole I would, I would, I would right there. yeah, I would tear them apart, and we would go into everything about them because there's so much I, <laughs> we could talk about with those. Right. But moving on, there's some some great news which everyone already knows. Uh, we have the time slots now for when the Twice Upon a Time will be released. We know right. the time frames now. BBC has confirmed that this year's Christmas special, Twice Upon a Time, will be broadcast at 5.30 p.m. Christmas Day on BBC One. That's not for mm-hmm. us. That's for BBC One. The time slots follows a pattern, of course, of recent years, which sees the Doc- Doctor Who as the anchor of the BBC's Christmas evening entertainment. Mm-hmm. Overseas, the episode is expected to be broadcast on BBC America and on Space on Christmas Day at 9 p.m. and on ABC Australia on the 26th 
of December at 7.30 p.m. Did they so say 9 Australia p.m.? Australia gets it late. But yeah, 9 p.m. for BBC America. Is that Eastern time? Uh, it doesn't say. It does I would assume say. that usually those time slots it are typically Eastern. goes off Eastern. So 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, and then yeah. the West Coast would get the, the episodes two hours, so then be 9 p.m. Mountain Time... Uh, Ten o'clock. Eight o'clock central. I don't know. Oh, who who cares? I'm not gonna pick. Check your BBC America listings and see when it's coming on, so you don't miss it. Because you know that stuff's gonna be all over the internet. Yes, it will be. It will be insane. (laughs) I'll be partially responsible for for some of that as well. I'm I'm not holding back. I know. I know. Don't check your oh. phone, Sean. Yeah, I'm not. Oh my goodness, I can't. I'm not even going on Facebook for two. Turn minutes. it off, because yeah, just turn off the phone completely. Be dead to the world. Don't check the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't even no touch Facebook, it, man. No, no Facebook. No Facebook. Where the sensory was the sensor deprivator five thousands. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, gotta wear those. But Radio Times, we all know Radio Times. It's a it's a website you can go to. They they do their own mm-hmm. magazines. They also a good source for Doctor Who news if you're trying to get Free caught plug. up and keep stuff up. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, Doctor uh, Doctor Times. Thomas said Doctor Times. Radio Times. Um, send us a check. Yeah, send us a check. Uh, man, none of these places are sending us checks, man. I don't know what's going on. But this year's annual Doctor Who cover for the Radio Times, because they do one, do one every year, Right. appears on this issue covering the 9th through the 15th of December. It features an image of Peter Capaldi in an exclusive like souvenir issue, which if you haven't seen it, it's actually... It's a really good cover. It's a really great picture of, of Capaldi um, oh, in, his, cool. in, his, in his get-up. Uh, it's about halfway oh, so like, torn and tattered. like dressed as the doctor? Yeah, it's, you can see about about from his chest up. It's it's kind of torn and tattered and stuff like that. And it, it he has that doctor, that, the, the tack eyebrows on. So, but Oh, yeah. The cool thing about this magazine is if you get a chance to get one, get your hands on one and read it, is inside the magazine there's a six-page feature on the show, including interviews with the show's outgoing lead writer, Stephen Moffat, the alternative first Doctor, David Bradley, plus an item on Radio Times coverage of the Twelfth Doctor's era over the last few years. So it kind of goes over everything that they've talked about over the course of the of the tenure there. Um, speaking about the arrival of the new, arrival of the new Doctor in the form of Jodie Whittaker, Moffat explained why casting a woman hadn't occurred when oh, he first took this. over. Yeah, even though he had previously introduced a female Doctor in the form of Joanne Lumley in the crew in the Curse of Fatal Death. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I told that was something I did. Uh, Miss Lumley uh, was in the comic relief special that, or not special, but the comic relief thing mm-hmm. that was starring Rowan, At- Rowan Atkinson from years back. And you know, at the end, he the the, the comedy is that he regenerates several times, so it goes through um, Rowan Atkinson to like. Um, I think Jude Law, maybe, and then all these different like handsome actors, and then eventually it ends up on her, and that's like the big payoff is like, haha, it's a, it's a woman for comedic effect, and then fast forward or whatever. What's interesting is is that in that special, the she's the thirteenth version of the Doctor. And she's a woman, so. Hmm. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I never, I never, I never saw the comedic when I should. I, I, I've almost clicked on it a couple times because you know you can get it, it's out there. It's good. It's funny. It. Yeah, it's funny. But what had to be said about it is what Moffat said, and I'm sure you've seen this. Is if he'd, if we'd replaced David Tennant with a woman, it wouldn't have worked. It was too early. We could have replaced Matt Smith with a woman, given that his doctor was more sexless and a less of a lad. But then I got obsessed with seeing Peter in the TARDIS. So mm-hmm. he said it could have been done after Matt Smith, but not before then. He could, you couldn't have gone from tenant to female. You could have gone Matt Smith to female, in his opinion. Um, it's hard to I say. I disagree. I think it needed to happen now. I, I know yeah. it's weird to say. We, I, I don't want um, to go into it because we'll talk about it for forever because we have. We do every time. Right. But I think it's the perfect moment for it to happen. With I know it's weird to yeah. say, but I think, yeah, I think Capaldi's, Capaldi's doctor, I feel like, is the perfect one. He was the doctor. Trans- there was no one else. He was well, the one. He, he's the perfect one to transform into the, a female. It would have. I think it would have been weird going from Matt Smith's character to the to the female. I, I like the transition from the doctor we had with Peter Capaldi to Jodie Whittaker. I think that that's more impactful, and I think it was at the perfect moment. And that's all I'm going to say about that because we'll talk about it for forever. Yeah. Uh, one small comment I guess mm-hmm. I'll make is it's hard to it's hard to you know go what if because at the end of the yeah, day it is. I don't think this is what Tom Baker says all the time. No one's ever failed at it. No one's ever failed at being Doctor Who. Sure. Like even Colin Baker, you know, with the cancellation crisis and everything. He was not bad. He, it was just other elements around him that were bad. It's true. And, and I think every actor who's played the role has their place, and I wouldn't trade them at all. So that being said, who knows? Like, what if they would have done it after Tenet? Or we would be, you know, singing a different tune right now. I don't know. All I can say is, because people, you know, people talk about that. They say, like, Oh, you know, it, it it's a woman now, but why haven't they done it before? They're it doing it now. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're doing, They're doing it, now. it now. It has to feel right. So maybe it just didn't feel right then. Just let's. They're doing let's it now. So just move on. Yeah. Now, talking about Jody, this is my last little piece of Doctor News, and it it, it kind of got me thinking. So I'll read it, and then I'll I'll we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. But there's they're changing again. The way the episodes are filmed, they have a new filmic look for series for the next series, series eleven. Um, hmm. broad, Broadcast magazine reports that the upcoming upcoming series of Doctor Who is being shot with different cameras to give the series a new filmic look. So, like it was a like a movie. It, uh. The magazine reports that the production house films at fifty nine has supplied BBC Studios in Cardiff with. I'm not even going to try to announce all this equipment. Just high tech filmic lenses and zooms and cameras with the intention the intention is to bring an increased cinematic look to the show which went into production at the end of October now films at 59 hire client manager Dave Ride told broadcast the BBC have made a monumental leap here to enhance the look of Doctor Who and I'm sure the fans will not be disappointed with the distinctly cinematic results that the lens and camera combo will afford them now of course we've talked about change throughout the entire entire new announcements and all that sort of stuff, so we're not going to be right. anymore with a ho- dead horse, but this is just another thing that's being added added to it. We're, right. they're, they're changing the lens changes. You know, we have Chris Chimino coming in with Matt, you know, Matt Strevens. 
You know, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing I don't like about this article is it, it, they talk about and what is expected to be a major reboot for the series. I don't I don't like that terminology. I don't think a it's reboot. a reboot for the series. Well, okay. I, I don't agree with that. So, so um, first thing I would say uh, when you say when you say reboot is is that's just a term maybe because at the end of the day every time there's a regeneration show quote unquote reboots that's I don't know. The I, I, I see reboot a different way a reboot to me is like they're changing again. the shows completely yeah. which again they are so yeah. before we go any further I guess we'll we'll transition this from Doctor News into what I guess we should title this the structure of Doctor Who. Yeah, because the reason I, I wanted to end on this, and I, I've been thinking about it for a while, is the, the structure of Doctor Who, yeah, that's a perfect way to, to word that, is we've seen, and we've touched it a little bit here, in, I think, before in Doctor News, just a tad bit, but we didn't really focus on it. Yeah. And now with this coming out, it gives us a little bit more to talk about, is how the production of Doctor Who in terms of like the episodes and stuff, and maybe even the camera shots and the cameras in general, right. have changed in... Do we like those changes, or what was our like? What w- would we prefer? What is our favorites? You know, type of thing. And I think that's, that's something good to hit on because it is changing and it, it's getting more right. cinematic with the amount of popularity that Doctor Who gets. They can afford all these newer bits of equipment, type of thing. Okay, so obviously that's a, there's a lot there. there so we're, we're, we'll 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 break it down bit by bit. So I'll 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 feed you some stuff and you can tell me what what how you yeah. feel. Go ahead, so, go ahead, boss man. First thing I would say is the dynamic of television's changed completely, right? When we we've said Abs- this yeah, before. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a truth fact. So, I don't know about anyone else. It feels like most people do this as opposed to not. Is I don't I don't watch TV weekly, or I don't unless it's Doctor Who. You know, I'm not I'm not tuning in to my local station to to watch anything. No, oh, because we've talked about it before. I don't uh, I don't have cable. Right. Like if I watch episodes like the things I want to watch, like The Flash mm-hmm. or Arrow, I'm watching mm-hmm. it on the CW's website the day after they've released live. Mm-hmm. Right. So the difference between how I view things now versus how I view things when maybe I was young. When I would young, when I was young, I would get my news from the local news, and then I would watch, you know, shows at their specific time slots, and on their specific channel. Nowadays, what I do is I get my news from my phone, so I, I you know, like through Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or whatever, and then I get. You know my viewing experiences through digital streaming services, that i.e. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, etc. Yeah, it's one hundred percent changed from when we were kids, going home and mm-hmm. getting home from school and trying to get do home from school quickly to not miss that episode of Dragon Ball Z. Right. <laughs> That's a yeah perfect example right there. So I understand that maybe they're changing the way that the TV show is structured to feel around that, the the binge watchers, so to speak. Now, we do know, obviously, that there's going to be less episodes of Series 11 versus, what, Series 10. There's only going to be, I think, what, 10 episodes of Series 11? Uh, I can't remember exactly. It was yeah, either they, 8 they or 10. They are shortening them, yeah. 8 or 10, 
and that the there's less episodes, but the episodes are going to be longer now. They're going to be an hour as opposed to 45, 48 minutes. So at the end of the day, it kind of evens out somewhat. So my yeah, question, my question to you, Sean, is with that change, that change, how do you how do you feel? How do you feel about the fact that we're getting less episodes, but longer episodes? Yeah, that's a great question because we we touched on it when we, that information first came out, but we weren't right. sure if it was real or not, and we kind of touched about it. But mm-hmm. getting more in depth to it, I think I like that change. Not for the sense that I get less Doctor Who episodes, because of course I always want more Doctor Who. Yeah, do a new episode with, every week. <laughs> but with the increase in the time, I feel like you can do more with the story because 15 minutes is a lot of time right. for a show. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can you can create your arcs or you can you can tell more of a story in that time slot, which might go great with the the you know the new cameras, the film you know the cinematic experience that they're trying to do. But I'm right. I'm excited. I think that's I think that can add a whole lot to it because like I said, 15 minutes is a whole lot of time. You can tell a whole lot of story in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do you feel like with the fact that it, these episodes are a little bit longer, do you think two parters are going to be a thing still? Do you think they'll oh. do two-parters? Like, oh, with uh, uh, yeah, because if if they do it right, they could tell a great story arc in a two-parter. So even if it's just like the finale, like imagine a, a two-hour-long finale, you know, of a season. You could mm-hmm. you can everything just kind of comes together. I think there's more you can do there. You can ha- you have an hour to tell yeah. one part. You can end it at a great cliffhanger. Then you have a whole another hour to tell the, the end of that story. So I do think they can do two-parters. I kind of like two-parters. That's kind of like, I mm-hmm. think, a thing with mm-hmm. Doctor Who is you do have these two-parter episodes that kind of go together here and there. And I'm glad they kind of brought some of them back because I felt like they had like kind of shifted away from that just for a little while. And we got that at the well, end of that last season. But I, I enjoy them. Yeah, and I think that you know, multiple part, like multiple episode stories are great, but with the reduced amount of episodes in this, you know, we kind of, there's the element of like, I feel like this season may be in terms of the characters rushed because let's say they do two or three, two parters throughout that. Then by the end of the series, we've got at the end of it all, maybe five or six full stories. Like, that's no, it. See, so I agree with it's that. It's hard to I, do a lot of character development. Development in, a, in two-parters. I, and I, I agree, but I don't think they're going to do... If they do it, they're not going to do more than one a season. I don't, I don't yeah. think that they would do more than one a series. And it would be towards the end or something to, to create that final sense of something to carry mm-hmm. you through, get questions answered, but also to have questions be asked waiting on the next series to come through. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. And, like, we it, with everything new, there's so much changes going on. You know, we with I guess now we hit more different cameras, different, we're having a more cinematic feel to the episodes as opposed uh, to more TV drama-esque. Mm-hmm. Then we have a whole new cast. There's so much new information that's going to be thrown at us. You know, a whole new Doctor who's a whole new gender is everything all new 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 that's new. all this is and we 
we've said that a thousand times. It's all new, 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 change, 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 change. What can we change? Change. change, change. I'm just, it's, it, this is gonna, it, this is a monumental task on the, on Chris Chibnall and the writer's part, which is getting us emotionally invested in everyone. Like, yes, we're somewhat already, we're, we're somewhat already in, emotionally invested in the doctor because it's the doctor. But the the companions are a different story, you know, because right. those have to be those have to be told and introduced correctly, or they're gonna fall flat. Like, and they will. I mean, the characters mm-hmm. will fall flat. It's kind of like with uh, I don't I didn't like him like Danny Danny Pink, you know, when we had Danny in there for a little while. Right. I I thought that character was boring. So, um, he served a purpose, and I understood he where he was, but the whole Danny Pink Clara rom- romance. Yeah, it was just. It was it was boring. It well, bo- I wouldn't say boring. It was just it didn't didn't click. You know, it just didn't didn't snap together for me. That's why once we come back around to series nine, there really is nothing there. He, I, do they even mention him in series nine? I can't maybe even think. a tad bit like is is Clara okay type of thing, but not not in yeah, depth. Not, it just I just thought that character really there, and I understand and I he's think, dead. Yeah, but and like, I think that character was supposed to be more than that. Because remember the the whole Clara's going to leave, he's going to be the new companion type of thing that was going on, rumors there. Yeah, uh, for we were while. talking about that a while. Yeah, Yeah, but I think that there was, I think there was hope that he would be taken up by the fans because they mm-hmm. even did that episode where they went to the, you know, to the end, well, into the earth, into the world or something like that, and they ran into his ancestor, but then he died. Right. So there, there is no ancestor. Right. Yeah, it, so I, th- I, I think know. there was more that was trying to happen with him, and it just fell flat. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, something I I was looking on, maybe it was TARDIS Wiki or something. I can't remember exactly where I saw this, but there was talk about them possibly doing with the fact that they're introducing you know three new characters. We don't really we know there's you know, new companion and everything. We don't know if all three of them are companions, if they're supplementary characters or what. That pop up here and there, yeah. Yeah, we don't know what. There is talk that maybe what they're potentially doing, especially with the idea that the show's changing completely, is that they're going to do, like, parallel character arcs. And what that means is, is that we get the Doctor and a companion, and then we have two characters over here not interacting with the doctor at all having a story and then they somehow converge later on in the season or that we have two you know three stories going on like that it's not all because obviously the focus of the show is the doctor and we don't usually meet characters until you know right before they interact with the doctor somehow like we don't So now there's thoughts that they're going to do a thing, you know, where these characters have their own story that is important to the Doctor. We don't know how yet, but they'll let us know, like, episodes Kind of like a episodic, not really flashback, but we do part. We see the Doctor going on this adventure, and then maybe it kind of pans over to these people doing this, and then it comes back, and then eventually it culminates all together as one. Right. Or another example, like that, an example of it would be Game of Thrones. So we have... Yeah, there's multiple different things going on, like Tyrion and then... Right. And all the Lannisters. And and it all converges at some point, but it's not immediate. 
You hear me try to throw out terms for Game of Thrones. I don't even watch it. Like make it seem like you're, I you're, you did good. You yeah, did good. yeah. Look at me go. But essentially, yeah, we have a story over here, a story over here, and the Doctor's story over here, or you know, one story over here and the Doctor, whatever the the combination of that is. And if that happened, do you think you would be okay with that? I don't know. Like as you were talking, I was trying to I was trying to debate in my head, and I actually kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm I'm not I'm not sure with the increase in time, maybe, but not focus on it. Like I don't know. That's that's tough to mm-hmm. say. I don't even know how it would work. Uh, now, when you were talking about maybe multiple of those, no. If you're gonna do it, maybe have it be the Doctor and the Companion are together, but then maybe the other two are the ones that you don't see with the Doctor and it comes together, type of thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I'm not really sure. Because in the past, we've had episodes where the Doctor was rarely in it, and those are some of the worst episodes in Doctor Who history to me. So, Except for maybe Blink. Except for Blink, yeah. That was that was a great episode, but that was... I'm not really going to say Doctor... It wasn't Doctor-focused at all, but it had a great part of the Doctor in it. The two right, episodes right. I'm thinking of, yeah, yeah, not so much. Yeah. Um, it It's interesting because... There could be, they could be changing the show in ways that we're not even thinking. Obviously, you don't know what yeah. you don't know, and I don't know what Chris Chibnall's plans are. But and I've said this before, which is it could be just rhetoric. You know, it just could be them saying that the show's changing completely to get you interested in what's going on, so that when you that that so that more people tune in. That's um, true. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It could all just be. Yeah. It could all just be hearsay. I don't know, you know, but uh, it's it's interesting to think about, and because it is, it's important to think about how it's going to change and how they're going to get all these characters together, because that is a lot of story to tell. Because mm-hmm. it's not like we've seen we've had multiple companions really before, but like let's use let's use Rose and Captain Jack for example. We had right. Rose for a while. We were invested right. in Rose for a while, and then. Captain Jack yeah, that's in. a great, great point that so, I was just it, about to bring up. Yeah, so then we were able to get invested in him because we were already invested in Rose. Right, so, exactly right. So How can they do that with comes, three people, though? Right. It, it. They did it really well with the Doctor and Amy because obviously those two characters were introduced essentially at the same time. Yeah, and then Rory and came in later again. It was yeah. also right, and he was introduced in a well. Rory came sprinkled in, like he came in. Mm-hmm. He was it's, in the eleventh yeah, hour, there, but he was not a main character. And then he came back in episodes later on, so you kind of already knew him. And they could do something like that, but you know, and they, it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's impossible to have all these characters come in new and then have us all emotionally invested in them. It is. It is very. Very possible. And it's for all just, we know, you could have a relationship right off the bat between, let's say, two of them, two of the companions. Well, all three of they them. All get maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm Who saying knows? like that. You have a you have a relationship between two of them in some way, and then maybe one of them's in the show for like three episodes, and then they get somehow killed off or something, and then right. You know that leads to the arc for even the Doctor or that companion. You know, there's things that they can do. Just because mm-hmm. they've all three been cast doesn't mean they're in the show forever. Right. Uh, another thing that I was thinking about is how how they're going into this. Everything's supposedly supposed to be new, you know, new cinematic feel, new characters, new mm-hmm. story structures, everything like that. Do you think they're going to bring 
anything old back. Like, are we going to have a character in this very first... Like, I'm sure throughout Jody's run, they will have callbacks to characters. You know, we'll have the, the Master come back, or we'll have, um, you know, River Song, or we'll have, you know, whatever, K-9. There's a million different things they can bring back. I feel, and maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't, that this first mm-hmm. series... Chris Chibnall is thinking, I'm not going to rest on my laurels at all. Like, I'm not going back. Like, we have the TARDIS, and we have a sonic screwdriver, and that's it. Like, that's the only thing you're going to recognize. You th- so you're saying you want? You think he's going to create his who? All, all new who? Well, basically. I just, I don't think we're going to, I don't think he's going to do anything, bring anything back. Like no, you don't think we're gonna see? You don't think we're gonna see Weeping Angels? You gotta no. have Daleks, you know, Cybermen. Maybe Daleks, but like, I yeah, I think new villains, new, you know, new everything. I mean, and as I, much as I would like that, I I think down the road I would love to not see another Weeping Angel episode though. Yeah, me too. I'm not saying what I want. I'm yeah, saying, you're saying what, what you th- what you think's gonna happen. Right. And I could see that. I mean, we we talked about it before. He's, this is whole. So far, everything he's done is been based off change and different than what's been going on. The and so it wouldn't be out of the park to think that maybe he will just come up with his own villains and create his own who, you know, his own stamp on the on the show. Right. That's not that's not far fetched at all. It's not it's not far fetched. It's just scary in certain aspects of it. It's so, scary on one end of it because. People are already like crazy hesitant to the change yeah. that's coming in now that we know of already. So the show changes drastically. Uh, people are going to be, you know, up in arms about it. The other scary part about it is, is what if it falls completely flat? Whenever something like, whenever the almost anything especially television and television and movies as far as i've seen anytime anytime they try something like completely new with an existing um existing franchise tv show whatever and then it falls flat either it gets canceled which i don't think that's going to happen with doctor who no uh but or they double back on it so then it goes well you know well we messed up on this Let's just, you know, now they the net the series twelve is gonna be, oh my god, it's, you know, it's Captain Jack, it's it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, they've done that already, and we I said it before with with Peter Capaldi when they changed the writing for season eight, and to me it didn't work, and then they kind of went back to the season wide arc almost, not necessarily full fledged, but there was little bits of like Missy here and there, which ended up being like an arc type of thing, you know, so. I think they've done that already. They tried mm-hmm. and it fell flat. But that you're right. If they do it and it doesn't work, then they're gonna have to they're gonna have to fix it, or they don't they don't really have a choice at that right. point. Now, with that with the us focusing on we know we talked about the cinematic and the in the changes they have coming with this next season, with the longer times and everything like that. I know you're a big classic yeah. guy, so even though they're increasing episodes and maybe can tell more of a story, mm-hmm. you know. You tend to like you liked in the classic who how they took a a series or an episode rather an episode arc mm-hmm. rather and they turned it into multi part right. episodes 
So you had like four episodes like the City of Death and stuff like that. Did you were you more attached to those episodes written that way um, than you have been maybe with some of the new modern uh, season arcs? Well, okay, so that's a loaded question. <laughs> that is a loaded um, question. Yeah, that definitely is a loaded I question. I think the first thing I would say about is when you're looking back at classic Doctor Who, they would do season arcs, like, you know, things mm-hmm. putting a whole season together. But classic Who didn't rest so much on the crazy, like, every every series finale has to end like a like a boom you know it had to end with a like yeah 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 and also with the way that the serials were designed together they had to like leave this was just how television was back then that you know it was we've referenced this earlier they had to get people to tune in so they how they get people to tune in as each episode would end at a point where something where the doctor was in peril or it was like i don't want to say cliff it was cliffhanger i guess every episode was a cliffhanger yeah well, you can you can say cliffhanger i mean that's that's the most accurate way to describe it and um that was kind of the way they structured it and i i, I don't want it to go back to that because i feel like that was it was a product of its time it was gimmicky but they had okay. good stories I loved the idea of them not having necessarily a time. And this is uh, what I mean by that is that in some ways, time formats, whether it be restricting or or overindulging, can sometimes ruin a good story. And if it goes on too long, goes on too long or doesn't go on long enough. Gotcha. So, you know, this is this is really quote unquote controversial, especially now. There's a show called Horace and Pete. And it's written by the dun 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 dreaded Louis C.K. Yeah, right. And I'm not going to talk about him, but I'm going to talk about how <laughs> yeah, the episodes is, yeah. are formatted, is the way he wrote them. Was he just wrote them until he felt like the story was complete? So every episode of the show is nowhere close to the same. Some are an hour and a half long. Some of are 25 minutes long. It's just he wrote it gotcha. until the story was complete. And I know that they can't do that on Doctor Who because they obviously have a quota they have to fill. They have time slots on yeah. BBC One they have to fill. It's not like a they show. To... Is that show with Louis C.K. on just Netflix and stuff like that, right? I think like it's that, on right? Hulu. Um Okay, but so he uh, can do that. But it's, it, I'm asking, does it air on TV? No, it didn't. Okay, so that that's, that's a different. Yeah, that's a different thing. Like you were trying right. to say, that's a different atmosphere to be able to write something in, or put something in, time slot wise. If that makes sense, you know. What yeah, I know. I, I know what you mean. And um, like, I under, I'm not saying that they should do it because I understand why they have advertisers. They have things they have to they have to do with the show. I just. I, I, it all, I guess the ultimate thing about all of this, about what this, the whole essence of series 11 in itself, that being the 13th Doctor, the new cast, the way that the show is being cinematically filmed, the way that the episodes are, you know, formatted, all that, 
all that boils down to one thing. What's that one thing you think, Sean? Uh, uh. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, the writers, how it's written. Okay. <laughs> I was like half listening. No, uh, yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah, you're right though. It's all on the writers. It always has been. We've said that mm-hmm. before. It, it's all, it's all on the writing of the show. Right. Now, because the actors can be fantastic, but at the end of the day, they're acting what is written. Yeah, I mean, there. So I don't have any doubt. It has to be written. Well. I don't have any doubt that the performances of these new actors will be good. I mean, Jodie Whittaker, I've only, like I said, I've said this before, I've only seen her in one thing, and that was Black Mirror, and she did great. She's a great actress. I I don't have any fears about her performance. Uh, I don't have any fears on Bradley Walsh's or any anybody else. I, I'm sure they're all any of them, great yeah. actors. The, the fears lie in, you know, where the writing is going to go. There was a... And, and what what level of fear Chris Chimnall has, and and you're gonna go, Jace? What are you, what are you talking about? Fear? And oh, like what fear he has to? Wh- how far write, is he gonna like go? What is he, wh- how far is he willing to take something? Right. Like what is he really? What is he not scared of, or what is he scared of to write or put into the show? You know, where, yeah, where is that limit? Where does that limit exist? Here's a here's a spoiler alert for yeah, for everyone. Yeah, away. there there's gonna be backlash from these episodes. Oh, of course, but that's and I mean, yeah. Of, I say I have no problem Among. with them writing exactly what they want to write to make a compelling story. It any. Anybody working on Doctor Who right now, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you are, here's a fan's plea to you. The number one element of all of this for you making this show should be, am I doing this in service of a good story? I don't think you should do anything based on, is this in service of pleasing a group of people or is this going to offend anyone no oh no okay so yeah i I don't know if we've ever i don't know i think we touched on that a little bit i i think that you need to if you're a writer and you're listening to the show like he said i know you're not but if you are if if you're writing something you write it to be you should write it to be compelling and interesting right not will these people hate it or where they be upset, mm-hmm. or you should write it because you think it's mm-hmm. a great story or a great mm-hmm. arc, and then if people hate it, then okay, but you're not not everyone's gonna hate it. But you, then you took a chance and you go, okay, well, damn, or, or dang, or whatever, right. you know, that didn't work right. Well, and okay, and maybe you write a little bit differently, but I, I don't know. I I think you just write what you feel right. is gonna be a great. Story. Yeah, I, I not not caring. I yes, and I also understand the fears that go into that like the fears of job security like you know you you it's hard sometimes to take chances with existing existing properties because you know the 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 studio bbc has certain expectations when it comes to the show and it's a big money thing for them so they have money invested in it and you know they depend on it so to speak so i get that the thing is is like when it 
I again there there's so much there's so much that goes into the, the writing these episodes and you know I'll just reiterate basically what I was saying which is please take a chance and just make these stories around you know only one thing and and that is trying to make it compelling if if they're writing these stories with ulterior motives let's write this to be pleasing to to a certain group of people let's make this stuff it's hard to write a compelling story that way yeah yeah and i i just i feel like i mean i know they obviously write things as fan service sometimes they 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 include things because you got to here and and there i understand that completely and i understand the business side of it in that they don't want to alienate anybody which is hard it's so hard to do nowadays like political discussions or political anything it's just it's so hard to not alienate people and my and and when it boils down to it and this was a a a fan jody comment that was weeks ago i want to say that really got me thinking which was are they going to go bland like are they just going to go so vanilla that they can't that they can't you know, offend anybody. And yeah, like we said, we I hope that's not the I hope that's not the case. Just just write what you think is a good right. story, and you know, I, I get it, job security, all that type of thing. You you write something that you think is a great story, and it's not received super super well. Mm-hmm. Then the the company has to think mm-hmm. about it. And I, I get that there's a political side to mm-hmm. it, and I get that that kind of has to be there for some sort of I guess. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Man, it's like the uh, it's like our executive branch where they all have to have that that way to kind of balance yeah, each other out. So I guess some of it kinda... needs to be there. Yeah, checks and balances. Thank you. Need the need to be there, but you can't be scared of that. No, no. And there's a there's a great documentary. You know, we've talked before about being Star Wars fans. I mean, obviously a Star Wars fan as well. And there's a great documentary called The People versus George Lucas. And I'm not going to talk about that movie or anything, except for the fact that there's one line in there from an artist who goes that fans want, love the last thing you did, and they would like another one of those, please. And he's like, for me as an artist, I don't think that the, you have any loyalty to the fans. You You write what you want to write, and hopefully they like it. And and yeah. Oh, I, yeah. in some aspects, I would say that I hope that's the case with this this series of Doctor Who is BBC just went, Chris, we have faith in you. You did a good job with Broadchurch. Show us what you can do. I know, though, that that's not the case. I know that there is... You can't do this. You right, have there to are people who... They're giving him, like, a there list. There are people, there's... Uh, for some people who don't know, they have a thing in television called standards and practices, and this is essentially mm-hmm. the censorship committee. These are the people who determine, oh, you can't say this, this word isn't allowed, this... You can't show this certain right. act or this type of thing or, yeah. So, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a long ways away, let's say that. First off, is we have series 
11, you know, is, is ways off. And we it's a ways and off, yeah. we still have the Christmas special to look forward to and we we we're going to see Jody in action and that maybe that'll maybe not even in action. We'll see we'll see her face. <laughs> that we know that. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll see the we'll see her face. We see, we'll see her in in, in the battered outfit from from Paulie and everything like that. So that'll be that'll be good. Yeah. Now Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'm going to let you okay. I'm gonna finish your thought okay. there. No, go ahead. I'm going to transition this into something else, so go ahead and um, finish your thought there. Yeah, the, the, the cork on this bottle is I just want I want them to be courageous with this, and I want them to to be bold and bold in a in a storytelling way, not bold in a "Oh my God, look who they cast as this person" way. I we we've yeah. got the cast. I'm over it. Like I'm over it in terms of yeah, it's there. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, what's it's done is done. To it, bogged down yeah. by it. Yeah. So now it's the balls in their court to determine what's more important to them. Is it more important to to cater to a, a general audience? Make it make it. Van- make oh, no, it vanilla. No producer has gone before. You know they're gonna make it vanilla soup. <laughs> I know that's not a thing, <laughs> but <laughs> or are they gonna go? You know what? Let's let's throw in some sprinkles, some chocolate chips, and you know what? Let's throw in some pineapple and see how it works out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully they. They just write a good story. So at the end of the day, is all we hope. Right. And that's the most important I, I, thing. I agree. I agree with you one one hundred percent. And on, I know that sounds silly that to some people. Said. Like, of course, of course, uh, the good story is the most important part. Sometimes that's not, especially with like big. Look at certain big box office movies, and let me tell you something: telling a good story is not their most important. Uh, no, is it is not, not their most important. You know thing going into the production of certain motion pictures Go yeah ahead. and you know kind of talking about production you know this this episode's you know this episode's titled the production in doctor who we've talked about we extensively on what you know season what we're hoping for this these newest seasons we touched a little bit on classic who and all that sort of stuff right now we've seen a lot of change throughout the series mm-hmm. since it's come back new who we've seen with when it came back in 2005, production was really low. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of money there. You right. Know, so, and I'm gonna lead this into something. So, with with the changes in production, as the show got better, we saw we saw the filming get better. We saw the props get better. We saw the animations get better. And then, of course, when Matt Smith took over, there was a huge jump in in the way the show looked, just from Tenant to Matt Smith, just from that first first episode. Right. You know, and with the new cinematic cameras coming in now, my question to you mm-hmm. is because they're focusing more on a cinematic aspect mm-hmm. in this new series of Doctor Who, is it going to end up coming into, you think, into the future where we end up getting, well, like what a lot of movies are doing now, where we get a lot of like CGI crap? Um, okay. Yeah, when it comes to special effects, when we're talking about practical effects versus computer generated at the end of the day i would say bbc 
honestly, nowadays, believe it or not, it's almost cheaper to do CGI things versus practical effects. It depends on really what it is, but I think, yeah, we're going to see more computer-generated effects. But that's not really a, a, a product of the, the, the changing of, of Doctor Who as much as it's just the, that BBC yeah, is, a, the, the, is the a government-run thing, so they're always bottom-lining everything. So, just my only my only fear, and it, and I know it's happened in past past mm-hmm. Who when we've seen it with we've seen some bad CGI right. effects and you know. Uh, computer-generated effects, but with the technology they're using getting better, my only fear is when you have seen bad CGI in like movies and TV shows on things that had high production values, like they had a lot of money going into it, and we've seen some bad CGI. And I just, to me, I don't know what it is. I'm more of a, I like to see the time put into it to make something look like a practical effect. You know, like the outfits. A character, I, I don't like getting like CGI humanoid characters. Now, when it's something that you obviously cannot make a practical effect, like the uh, the hive brain from the Ood, Land of the Ood, and stuff like that. Now, that you can't really make as a practical effect, really. And, but I thought that was fine as a, you know as a computer generated thing. But the only thing I hope is that we've seen bad CGI, and I don't want. With the production value going up, I don't want bad CGI. Like I said before, I'm a practical effect kind of guy. I love seeing the time it takes to make a costume look real. You know, right. like I said before, the hive brain from the Ood, that's a different story. But there's, like, I don't like when they CGI humanoids, man. Well, yeah, like, that's Star Wars. the... Uh, we'll use that. I don't like it. I just don't, don't like well, that's it. That's the Uncanny Valley. And for you listeners who don't know what the unca- Uncanny Valley is, it's that... When you make digital representations of anything look more and more human, the more human it looks, it gets to a point where it looks uh, it looks creepy and and unauthentic. You can tell your eyes. Can yeah, your tell. eyes. Are, yeah, your the eyes. The human are eye be able is very tell. very good at detecting something real and fake. And a good example of that, like you said, would be in Star Wars with the clone troopers. You could immediately even though the cgi it was great right they there's people people who went to school for a thousand years to learn how to do it to do that and they, and they yeah. did a great job yeah. it's just like leia at the end oh, of rogue and, one yeah, grandma tarkin yeah yeah grandma tarkin and them that, that just, yeah you you just oh, you were like I, you could ah, tell so you bad. could tell and that's the thing is sometimes and it bothered you CG- it, it took your it took your attention off of the right. story there for a second cgi can be seamlessly integrated into scenes and then there's also there's movies who've done cgi in ways that make it more stylistic something like that would be the movie 300 mm-hmm. you know it wasn't yeah. that the now, 300 the way it was written the way that it was written though I, I liked, right because it was, was a, a style like CGI. it wasn't like obviously yeah, it you the knew style it, wasn't, of the movie. it wasn't real like you could tell, you could tell that it was CGI, but it was in a way that made it like part of the artwork of the movie. I think. Yes. So I, I don't know if I took that too far because I'm like I'm just really big on yeah. CGI and practical effects because I miss miniatures. I miss when they do the miniature mm-hmm. sets and they they show a city like that mm-hmm. and then they 
they have their they built the city right kind of the city but that part of the city they're in i miss that stuff and now they seem to just cgi people in wherever they want yeah i think that's a product of of just of just hollywood in general not not doctor who itself my my only comment truly about the special effects when it when it boils when it pertains to doctor who is uh BBC is always going to look at what's cheaper, and it's, that's, it, that is true. It's, and it, it, I mean, computer computer generated anything is always cheaper than manmade it's labor. Taxpayer money that's paying for it, so they're yeah, always going to go with. It's always cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, and I know I I know we we you know this is a, a good, you know a good length length episode this week, but like I said with the with the introduction of those new cameras and the way they want to do the cinematic feel. Mm-hmm. I was just curious on what your what your thoughts were on the changes from classic and into now the different changes in the production and when the production value right. goes up and the things we're going to see. So. Yeah, it it's 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 all it's compelling in the idea that it, they're going so different with everything, and I guess this is you know what you said earlier, which is the time it's the time to do it. If they're going to do it, do it now. Do it now while uh, you're, you're focusing on the right. change. Yeah. You know, we're all going to be. I guess you know what you just kind of, you just kind of skillfully bumbled into something that just kind of clicked for me, which is is well, that we are going to be so focused on the new Doctor that maybe they can get away with doing this stuff. Uh, that's yeah. like we're going to be so focused yeah. on the maybe new character like that placed in. that they we're not going to be like oh my god look at the way the camera is different, look at the way you know the. The stories are different. We're just going to be more focused on like how mm-hmm. is this doctor going to react and act and talk and so for sure. Um, I don't know. It, it, at the end of the day, the, the it, it remains to be seen. Yeah, it's all hypothetical at this point. <laughs> like there is no there is no facts on that we don't know. We haven't seen right. it. So and we won't even know in the Christmas special because even though Chris Chibnall's writing the last part of the episode when Jody comes in. We obviously don't have those cameras in there. They're not going to. Yeah, yeah, they, that's it's already second, been so. filmed. It's already been filmed, so they started in October with those new cameras. Right, they the, started filming the, the new next series. So, so it, 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 I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously. I'm the more we talk about it, I get, I get excited, but I am cautious. On I'm cautiously things, yeah. optimistic. I would say. I mean. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah, that's we, good. What, yeah. What if we said a million times we're gonna watch it no matter what? So I guess we really so have. We're <laughs> we're not the we're not the people to survey when it comes to no, it, <laughs> like because remember we're just two random guys that like Doctor Who that decided well, to talk about it. Well, who love Doctor you know, Who? We, we don't have. Yeah, I'm just saying it's almost an unconditional have, love. We don't base a lot of our opinions and stuff like that on facts. Sometimes no. we just say what we feel. True. So don't take anything we say to heart. We are not experts. We just say what we feel on certain right. topics. Yeah. So. And, you know, but, yeah, before you finish the show, yeah. guys, again, you know, head on to the Facebook page. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review. And while you're on there, we would love to get your guys' opinions on maybe what you think of the new the way the production's going and what you hope happens and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, we would love for you guys to be interactive and let us know what you think about not only our show but Doctor Who in general. And you never know, maybe we can use some of those comments on our show. You might get you know you might get put on the show in terms of uh, the comments that you leave. Absolutely, absolutely. 
So that's going to do it this week for this week's episode. This week, this week. <laughs> I'm Jace. <laughs> this week, this week. And I'm Sean. And we're hopping in our Tarses, and we'll catch you guys next week.